You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 161st episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando. This is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Boston. Guys, what are we talking about this week? Is it the tour? Because it's probably the tour. It's probably Mostly the tour. the tour. The, yes. I'm also waiting this baby that's coming, which is waiting freaking me out a little baby. bit. And then yeah. apparently it's a war zone outside my house because the 4th of July is around the corner, <laughs> so my poor dog is freaking out. So Yeah, yeah. my cat's been in the basement all weekend already <laughs> let's, freaking out. Let's talk about the fireworks at the Tour de France, including these uh, illegal skin suits that oh. BMC is all complaining about. And Why? FDJ. I, guys, I got a thing here. That skin suit, which was worn at the Giro, mm-hmm. and there's two teams that have this technologically advanced skin suit. I think it's all a marketing ploy. I think it was 100% like a marketing ploy, and now everyone's talking about a skin suit. Who's the other team? So Sky has it. Who's the and other then, team? And Movistar has one. Okay. Two different brands, but they both so, have raised silicon like yeah. sleeves so that the idea is that it creates turbulence over the trailing edge of the bike, right? It disrupts yeah. the air. So yeah. like a golf ball dimple. Yeah. And, and like those zip, those zip rims that they don't make anymore and some teams were a little uh disappointed <laughs> but i'm of the feeling that it was the classic like oh man you don't like those do you maybe you should mm-hmm. go tell someone about it here here's a reporter right here you should go talk to and then they yeah. take the controversy and they pour a bunch of gasoline on it and then everyone's talking about a skin suit for a day because it's a time trial and no one really cares about a time trial well, maybe that's what made valverde <laughs> crash because he was going in that corner really hot and maybe he couldn't control his bike because he was just going 5% faster or whatever. That's what the dude from oh. FDJ was saying. Five, so he was going guy. 5% faster, and then he fell because he couldn't control it. Perhaps the saddest moment of the Tour yeah, de France happened was. in the first hour or couple hours, and that is, of course, the retirement of Alejandro Valverde. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. Well, I the don't retirement of the race. The, yeah, that's not the correct phrasing. Don't use that word but, around around Valverde. Come on. He's old. This could be a career ending. Like that that was my we'll get, first thought was kneecaps so, broken. We'll get into he might like not how ride much, again. We'll get into how much we really this really pains us. You guys in a little us, bit when we talk about race. our when we talk about our Velo Games teams, we'll we'll talk a little bit about how kind of disapp- like we're all disappointed that Valverde is out, but one of us is definitely a little bit more disappointed than the others because yeah. the tour's been totally just, you know, they're not gonna win Velo Games now. Um but we'll get to that in a little bit. I don't think the skin suit makes any difference because I don't remember any Movistar riders doing that well in the time trial. <laughs> no, yeah, I know, right? So time trial happened today, but the big – I'm burying the lead here, guys. I um, finally followed your lead and coughed up the 40 bucks for some NBC Sports Gold no, coverage. And wow, I got to tell you, all in. Robbie McEwen and uh, that Matthew Keenan guy on the call are amazing Little guy, one of the things today was after Chris Froome crashed, Matthew Keenan was like, this isn't like basketball. You can't call timeout and go talk to Pat Riley. And I was like, man, sweet 2008 basketball coaching reference. (laughs) It's very nice. Very topical. (laughs) So Uh, they are good. They're good, right? That coverage is amazing. You can see the in in live coverage, like Mm -hmm. the map of where they are. So you can plan your next uh, getaway to France. It's uh, yeah. great stuff. Highly recommend people go uh, just shell out that those dollars. It, it does look good. I agree. I I came to hot about it because I'm cheap and I love I love <laughs> a good pirate feed. But you know what convinced me is I don't have the satellite dish on my house anymore, and I've gotten used to the fact that all year I watch these terrible feeds and I, I put up with the fact that the riders are blurry. 
and I can kind of tell who they are. But come July, I've gotten used to a crystal clear, beautiful picture, and it's always shocking. <laughs> it's always like amazing to me, like, whoa, that's what they look like. <laughs> um, and so this year, I, I was flipping around trying to find good pirate feeds, and I wasn't. And I was like, I can't deal with this. This is the tour. I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to relax. It's July. This is well, my time to see what Sagan looks like. Today looked great because of Taylor Finney off the front. You know, like, and you oh, could and, see the oh, so good. And Afredo, come on, you guys. Was that the most hipster heavy breakaway of all time? I think it is. The, Afredo. Shockingly hipster. That guy has got next level. His hair, did you see him on the podium? He had the one strand of hair coming down over his eyes. It, it looked pretty amazing. <laughs> I that so I think it's only fitting that Kittle won because Kittle looks like a frat boy. And it's only <laughs> fitting that after these these two artsy hipsters got off the front for a while and tried to do their they're like like Hang off out the, the wall breakaway when everybody was like, no, it's a sprint stage. And they're like, no way, we're going to disrupt things and do something cool. <laughs> and they try to get ahead, maybe get an espresso, line up a cool drum circle. No, frat boy, boom, smack down. Knocks him down, combs the hair, gets on the podium. Who's kissing him? The girls are kissing him. The girls aren't kissing those those, those hipsters. Well, well they were because they, they won the polka, the polka dot. Dots. The, yeah, they won jerseys. But you know what I mean? Kittle looks like a frat boy. <laughs> I could make analogies about Germany and, and, and like things like that too, but I thought that was going to be better and less, less World War II references. So I went with that. Can we really consider Taylor Finney a hipster, Spencer? Yeah. I mean, you've seen the mustache. I think so. It's yeah. the, but the Harry Potter glasses? Yeah, you're right. That, that cancels it out. Did you guys see the interview, the post-race interview that uh, NBC Sports? It was pretty great when they're like, hey, how much longer are you going to be able to keep this jersey? And he's like, everyone keeps asking me about that, but you got to live in the moment, man. Well, <laughs> he may, I, I mean, he makes he makes it in a psychedelic way that I enjoy. But he makes a good point because it's annoying in cycling that you win a jersey, you just put it on, and people are like, so – how long can you keep it? Give me a second to enjoy the fact that I won this jersey and I at least have it for a day, you know? Obviously, he's not going to win the polka dot jersey. My favorite part about this interview was that he said he's going to dig around and try and find if they have some polka dot shorts and a polka dot helmet and any other polka dot accessories that he can find because he wants to go yes. full polka dots because why not? It's the Tour de France. <laughs> See, that's good. I like Which, that. I mean, yeah. why not live in the moment? How many times do you get a credible reason to wear that outfit? Yeah, exactly. So, and I, there's I'm no a other big time fan of black shorts and keeping it traditional. But if if you know you're probably only going to have it for one day, go all out, man. Like, so what do you go. think we're going to see him in tomorrow? Like, do you, like the full on polka dot shoes too? I hope so. I hope he I, gets a Sharpie out and at least puts polka dots on his shoes. Yeah, so, he, could, he could pull out the Luca Paulini clown nose and put that on, too, to really complete uh, the look. Yeah. This was a um, – today was cool. It was cool to get the tour back, but I have to admit, um, I looked at the profile of so many of the stages. I I don't know how excited I am. Like, maybe, maybe this tour will be amazing because there's not very many mountaintop finishes, and there's yeah. lots of these weird descents, and it's just like – Throwing a wrench in the plans, but it just doesn't seem like the uh, the awesome. It's not like the Vuelta. Well, you know what but the problem no. is? Is is we skip kind of right over stage one of the tour, which I think is where the problem really lies. There's, you know, and and we've been accused on this podcast of of being uh, anti time trial, right? Yeah, and and you know, there's some merit to that for sure, but. If anybody can look at this tour and say it was a good idea to put a time trial first, even though it was short and it shouldn't have really shook things up very much, Froome still took a minute, almost a minute, on everybody who's his rival. You know what I mean? Yeah, he did, like, he did. on day one, you guys, like, that does not set a good stage for three weeks. It and apparently mean. it's 100% the skin suit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I doubt that. <laughs> I, do you, I, it kind of felt to me, and it's obviously not the same as whichever tour. Was that 2004 when Lance caught Ulrich? 
Yeah. We were so excited after oh, the that previous Oh, that was the year. saddest moment. Yeah. And we, we were all watching in, in Timmy's basement apartment. And, Got him on that bridge. And that was it. The 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 tour was ripped out of our chests and crushed and killed in front of us. And it was like, <laughs> why even watch the next yeah. couple Three of weeks? weeks. Yeah, so, like, why? That was the... Um, yeah, I, that didn't happen. Since it was more of a prologue, I'm with you, Spencer. Yeah. It was 15K, like... It kind of sucked to have the TT in the front. I do like that there's only 40K of TT, but I don't understand how all of a sudden the prognosticators, all of the announcers, like everywhere I read, everything is about Richie Port being the favorite over Froome. And then sometimes Quintana's not even mentioned in the same breath. Like it it seems so weird. And I just. Maybe they know something I don't. I mean, he was riding really well at the top team, but I. I think Froome just Froome just made a point about how much people should discount him, <laughs> which is not uh, at all ever. Yeah. So. One thing no, I did it's, like it's him. true. And and it's I, a three week tour, so like anything can happen. I'm not saying the tour's over, but it sure does take the wind out of your sails, like right off the bat. It's just I don't know. But you could also look at it the opposite way in that this means that all the riders were excited about. You got your, you got your Contadors, your, your Bardets, your Pinos, your, you know, whoever. They all oh, have to attack, right? They all have to Pino, attack. He looked like crap today. Well, he's tired. He's just going for mountain stages. He's not riding for GC. I okay. shouldn't have listed. I shouldn't have kept him in that list. But you know what I mean? Like, it's a half glass full. If we want to take a positive view of it, which I'm going to do just so I'm not sad about Froome already winning the tour and being bored for three weeks, that it just means that um everyone's got to go go crazy and you know what happens when contador is is pushed against the wall and is a little bit down attacks crazy oh, crazy crazy he, crazy attacks he's getting pushed against the wall by uh former team owner ola dinkoff on twitter oh my gosh That's that guy is going crazy still oh it's bad it's i mean i don't follow him but then like people retweet it and put it in your feed and then you're like oh kind of looking at it um, Why? The highlight so little guy today of Pino off the back a little bit. Yeah. Robbie McEwen's like, Robbie McEwen goes, uh, oh, his pride is what's keeping him in contact with the Peloton. And then that <laughs> Matthew Keenan guy goes, well, maybe his pride should have had him in the front of the Peloton so he wouldn't be in this position <laughs> or, or something like that. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. I can't believe That's I've slept good. on these guys for that long. Yeah, that was good. I, I did. I did see them say the pride thing. And then I think I had to go. Do something and miss the rest. So I'm excited about the next couple of weeks. It's a good. It it's good. a good start. We have a good day on Wednesday coming up with a uh, nice little climb there um, in the middle. Maybe throw a wrench in the things. Uh, like Spencer had uh, uh, let us all know, there are so many stages here that were perfect for Valverde to just tear it up and probably get a couple stage wins out of even while being the lieutenant for Nairo. So it's really disappointing yeah. not to have him there. Is a bummer. Um, should we go Velo Games here? Should we? Should yeah. We, should we I, s- no, I see talk, who's got what? I, I, okay. I want to talk about the one time that doing a time trial as the first stage of a tour, Grand Tour, ever made sense. When was that? 2005 Giro d'Italia, 1K kilometer. One, 1K oh. prologue. <laughs> At night. At In- night. Incredible. It was, Is that the one that, where where Chippy uh, wore the glow in the dark and he retired or whatever? It was so good, and uh, Stuart O'Grady rode a track bike, and it was incredible. Yeah. Like everything about it was amazing. Like that was that's 1K. when uh, that was oh. Chipolini's full full leotard, full tights, where it had a listing of the forty-one Juro stage yeah. wins that he had <laughs> down the side panel that glowed yeah. in the dark. Yeah. And then didn't it take him like fifteen minutes to? Go the length of like that one k. Yeah, because it was like, just a it was just a goodbye. It was just a swan song. Yeah, that's pretty good. But I can't like, vote for it because I hate nighttime races. From from first place on on this thing to last place, the difference was seventeen seconds. That's how you seed a race and get somebody in a leader's jersey for the first real road stage. Whatever you don't blow your tour up on day one. Yeah, I'm just I just want to put that out there because. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. Yeah, as we saw with Prologue the carnage, should come back. you know, like, yeah, guys crashing, like, you don't need that on day one. Like, one of your main protagonists that was probably going to be on the podium or definitely in the top five 
is no longer du- no longer there because his knee has exploded. So do outside you, of Contador, where's the Spanish hope now that Valverde's out? There isn't. There um, is an answer. Heimar Zubeldia, still even on time. <laughs> Didn't lose any time today, guys. Things are looking good. That's Let's good. get into Velo Games. I'd right. like to personally thank the record number of people that entered Velo Games. We have an amazing um, crew of listeners and supporters that have chimed on, some great names, and um, all the way across. Now, guys, last week we talked about who our weaknesses are, and as always, the three among us that are going to, whoever loses amongst the three of us, has to read a, um, a paragraph live on the air. Written by the uh, winner. I've yep. already started writing my paragraphs. But um, that being said, let's get right into it. So, little guy, we'll go with your team first. and Because you actually submitted a team, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, and I've got the, an alternate team out there, too, you know. so The Kobo All-Stars um, from Lesotho. <laughs> we have Rigoberto Uran, yes. Gessink, and Full Slang as your... Um, that is a, oh, I, that is a, hard. a relatively solid top row. I had a hard time deciding between him and Aru. Who full yeah. saying in Aru? Yeah, I clicked I back too. and forth because they were even on points, and it was it was tough because I I wanted to go full saying I want to put my confidence in him. I told him earlier this season I was going to back him at Velo Games at the tour, but then Aru really I made him made a point. But anyway, go on, go on. And then you have Romain Bardet. You mm-hmm. have Jurij Sagan and Steve Cummings. <laughs> did I really um, pick Jurij Sagan? I don't think I did. No, uh, it really says Sagan into- right here. It looks like Jurij Sagan to me because uh, it's got zero points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, and you have – yes, you got Sagan and Bardet and Cummings. I like the Cummings pick. Uh, definitely a, uh, a good one. You have your weakness, your weak spot. We knew it was coming. Thomas Vokler. No way, dude. There's uh, a his, dude. You know Bastille Day. He's gonna in his rip final it up. Stage. You have Nason of AG2R, yeah. who I'm not super familiar with, and then you have Rafa Mica, um, or Ra- Rafa Mica. Rafa. Like he's that. yeah. He's English. I'm trying uh, to work on my pronunciation. I know Micah. He's yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for him. I have um, a lot last of GC year's, guys. Uh, polka dot winner, right? So yeah. you're looking. Pretty solid team. So um, just to give you an update after two uh, days, little guy, uh, you Mm -hmm. are currently, let's see here. I'm probably last. trying to find it. Oh, second to last. Um, Not too bad. Look look at my team. It's all climbers. (laughs) Everyone, like almost all my guys are GC guys. uh, Other than Sagan, who didn't come through with any points today. But today he was just stretching the legs. Next couple days are his, his for the picking. Mm-hmm. And uh, next up, uh, Spencer's team. Uh, we have on the Slow Ride Podcast B team representing Namibia. All right, it's going to be three fourths my team. So, so we got um, Alejandro Valverde. Mm. <sighs> yeah, kind of sucks. sucks. Yeah, Spencer, I, I feel bad for you there. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I almost took was, him too. He was a for sure <sighs> top step of the podium win this year. Like no <laughs> doubt about it. Like no doubt about it <laughs> maybe a little maybe I, no no doubt like there was no Sorry. way there is no way that movie stars riding for quintana after he raced the giro no fucking way like it was so, all a ploy they hyped up the media about the double but they were going they were back in Valverde for so sure. here, well, here's the thing shit. spencer i'm a pretty uh i'm a pretty nasty person at times sometimes i find enjoyment in others pain and when Valverde crashed and broke his knee yesterday, and you could see the mechanic running up to him to give him the bike, and you can just see Valverde look at the mechanic and shake his head saying, like, yeah, that's not happening. Normally, Tim would be like, aha, Spencer has him. <laughs> I'm going to win. I felt like crap. I was like, yeah. Valverde was – I put his his feelings over <laughs> – my feelings wow. of wanting to beat you, Spencer. That's how yeah. much I felt. Wow. So you're a big man, Tim. That is a big man. Fatherhood has really changed you. The, yeah. the, the, the coming father. You've really grown up. Yeah. Um, you have uh, Roglic, a, a classic uh, take. Awesome. You have awesome. um, Aru. So you went opposite uh, uh, little guy from the full yeah, sings for the Astana team leader. You have possible best young rider co- competitor uh, Bookman of Bora. Um, yep. Good pick. Um, so I told you guys pick. I was going to pick a couple yeah, weeks yeah. ago. 
You also have uh, Peter Sagan and Fabio Feline as your uh, backup sprinter. And uh, Pantano of Trek as your kind of – that's kind of your weak spot there a little bit. They might let him off the leash. You never know. And then you have two more movie star guys. He finished top 15 last year. Yeah, he's working for concert art now. Though. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, is and, he? And Bauke Molima. And oh, uh, is whoa, he? real? Is he? You, wait, your you last, got <laughs> your last two movie star guys. You have Castro Viejo and yep. Bettenker. Um, Bettenker, solid whoa. pick. He was out there today on the front, guiding Nairo through the carnage of the final 14k. It looked good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Race Radio has been in France giving live picture updates and saying that Bettenker is looking. Fit is a whistle. I know. Well, after Valverde is out of the picture, you know who Plan yeah. B is. Bettencourt. Big gummy bear. B is, B is for Bettencourt. <laughs> yes. I think I, I think I saw it on the vel or on the inner ring preview for the tour, and he said that said something like uh, Bettencourt is looking angular again. Very good. I like it. And um, very nice. The Capital City Meets, we have Alberto Contador, we have Roglic again, and Quintana on the top row. And I know you guys are going to want to chime in about this so-called uh, agreement not to take Quintana, but that's total garbage, uh, because right, I never agreed yeah, to it. We discussed it. We discussed it on the pod last week. I don't know where you were, but uh, me and little guy, we talked about it. Contador, I want to win. I want. I almost want him to win a little bit more than Quintana, just so that... Tinkoff can just go away yeah. as a the quitter that he is, and we just like his tweets are really making he's a troll. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. But then you've got Roglic, you know, the future. You've got uh Nairo Quintana. Yeah. I've got Luis Mentes who will win the white jersey. I have Peter Maybe. Sagan in the uh for the sprints. We, we all have Sagan? We all have Sagan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have the T Spanute. Um, I've decided that his his nickname is now the T Spanute. Um, okay. Looking good. Got a couple shout outs on the television commentary. Joss Van Elmden again. Another solid deep pick. Did quite Who well in the uh, time trial. He's the time trialist from uh, Lotto Jumbo. Yeah, oh Lotto. yeah, yeah. Okay. Zubeldia and Bauke Molima. So there you go. I had to take Zubeldia. You guys are screwed. So. When I looked at my team against you guys' team, I said, I've got six solid guys and a couple of, like, maybes. And I looked at Tim's team and I said, he's got five solid guys and a couple of maybes. And I looked at little guys and I said, he's got four solid guys and a bunch what? of maybes. And now know. now that Valverde is out, me and Tim are on even level, but I still think my guys are going to come out better than yours. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it now. This is your one chance to forfeit. If you want, if you want to throw in the towel, now is oh, your opportunity. Man, I am, I am I, confident, you guys. I am very confident so, with my team. So. Now I, I, have, I won't make you read a paragraph if you forfeit now, but if you do not, it's going to be bad. No, no, let's take this to court. Now, guys, there were some amazing team names out there. Um, so many. We'll, we'll tweet them throughout the week at the Slow Ride Pod. One of my favorite is the Kang Aru Court. Pretty good. Um, some great pun work there. And then the amount of Jurage Sagan team names, uh, second to none. Pretty we got AG, AG2 legit to quit um, from Dylan. That was a, <laughs> a, a classic move. Uh, move. solid, yeah. Um, so, so, so good all the way across the board. Um, so make sure you go check it out, fellow games. And then find us on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod, and you can also email us the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com to let us uh, know more about your questions or what your thoughts are on the uh, Velo games. Um, you guys, guys are going down. Because we forgot to talk about one team. Yeah. Wanty? No, no, not Wanty. Oh, okay. One Velo games team. <laughs> okay. okay. It's, it's a, a Yuri Sagan named uh, team as well. Um, a Yuri to Sagan's Peter. Uh, by. By Team DS, uh, not Spencer for sure. <laughs> Who's actually looking pretty good. The, looking uh, this pretty t- this team good. Is pretty, also from Namibia. Who would have known? And a Discovery Channel jersey. Hmm, Interesting. Starting to seem a little fishy. Interesting. Now, I don't know if you had a chance to catch up on our episode I, from last week, Tim, after, uh, after you had to bow out a little early because we were behind schedule. But um, me and the little guy, we were, we were debating whether... A team that picked Froome 
Quintana and Sagan and nobody else of, of, <laughs> of any merit would beat you know. all of our teams. So well, I, I created you, one. You, well, you did pick... Uh, Who else is on the team? He's got Valke Malima and okay. Emmanuel Buchman, right? Then uh, Robert Buchman Wagner. might get your points. That won't Robert get you Wagner points. of Lotto. Yeah. Uh, George Sagan. Yeah. Uh, Imar Zubeldia and Bernard <laughs> Isol. Now, here's the I, thing, though, Spencer. I, is picked, that, I picked the cheapest guys possible in each category. Now, some of those, the lowest guy you could get was eight points. Um, yeah. Like Molema. Um but uh, but I picked what I thought to be the worst possible choice in each category, aside from Froome, Quintana, and Sagan. But, but here's the thing: I like those the, Bora your worst ha- Hansgrohe guys, yeah, those Bora Hansgrohe guys are going to get all those assist points for when Sagan wins some stages. Though. Hey man, yeah, that's, that's how it goes. All right. Yeah, do you, know, you you see the comedy in that that one of the worst the one of the guys you put on your team when you had to just pick the worst guy is also on your other team. So. <laughs> How about this? Um, here's a question for you on today's stage. I like it. Would yeah. you guys have rather had Johan Ofredo win the stage or mm-hmm. Taylor Finney? Because it's kind of like both you wanted to win. I wanted I them did, both I to win. Not. I was hard. I, had I no wanted question. Finney. Yeah. I had Dude, no question. Fourth of July on Tuesday. Come on. Go Finney America. for sure. 100%. Oh, if, Finney's if been through a lot more. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, if I, you'd, I, there's a little if, bit of Johan Ofredo for Team Wanty. Oh, no, yeah. Like, no, 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 no. If you'd have asked me this like four or five years ago, a thousand percent Johan, I would have been all on board. I was on the Johan hype train. And then he had the like kind of questionable whereabouts. doping whereabouts yeah. things that happened to him. And he hasn't been the same rider since he came back. And I've been a little suspicious of him. Uh, I'm not saying he's, he's anything now, but back then yeah. when I liked him, he's, he's let me down. So. Finney all the way. I I agree. He hasn't been the same rider until this year because he finished what he finished top ten at at Flanders this year. He's been good this year. I don't know. Maybe it just took a while to get it back. But um, <laughs> the connections. I don't know. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get those connections. But yeah, I I agree. I mean, it's, come on. It's hard to root for him, even though I do like. I have this soft spot for him still. Where I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I was happy he was in the break. I was ha- I would have been happy with him getting second. Um, I did want to see that break pull it off, but I knew in my heart of hearts there was no way that break was going to make it to the line. It was going to be close, but they weren't going to let that stick. Whoa! Spin time. Slow ride podcast. Messi Brachel, think of Saxon. I'm Lauren Stevens, and I'm here at the World Championships Road Race. This is Liam from Podium Insight. It's Rasan Bahadi. I'm Alex Dowser, and normally I'm racing for Movistar, here I'm racing for Team GB. You're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Sprint time! We are uh, ready to go for a preem here in the preem lap for the Slow Ride Podcast. Um, This week, uh, as most weeks, we are brought to you by Health IQ. Um, Health IQ is a life insurance company that you've heard us talk about uh, many times. They're great supporters of the show, and uh, they want to be great supporters of you as well, being a healthy individual that uh, takes care of yourself. Um, So if you do some riding, uh, if you ride 50 miles a week, if you're a runner, if you're, uh, you know, a vegan, if you're anybody that's taking care of yourself and most likely you are if you're a cyclist um you should check out healthiq.com slash slow ride and get yourself qualified for some great life insurance rates it's something you know everybody should think about it's one of those you know maybe adult kind of decisions uh maybe you're a collegiate racer Mm -hmm. and you think this doesn't apply (laughs) to me i'm invincible whatever i i don't want to i don't want to you know burst your bubbles or anything like that or but, maybe uh, you're like me nine months ago before a baby started to come yeah. and then you're like hey i need to grow up and Dad once time. again healthiq.com slash slow ride spencer's right is that they are a life insurance agency that can get you special rates exclusive rates for you being a cyclist or an active individual you could save um some money pay less on your life insurance and still uh, provide at the end of the day go take a look it helps us out if you can take the lifestyle quizzes, if you can do what you can to uh, 
see what your cycling IQ is. Let them know we sent you. We do appreciate it. It helps out the podcast and the Wide Angle Podium Network. Absolutely. And uh, and that is our other uh, um, Prem Lap uh, sponsor for the week is the Wide Angle Podium Network itself. Uh, you guys should all know by now that we are a part of the Wide Angle Podium Network. It's a collection of shows, uh, cycling-related and cycling-adjacent, like uh, Crosshairs Radio, like the Dirt Field Recordings by Lindsey Bear, um, like We Got to Hang Out, um, and other great shows. Um, Bike Shop Show came back. That one's going to be awesome. Uh, they've got back. two episodes up now. They're going to have some more. Little guy's excited to hear about cantilever breaks. I am um, excited to hear about cantilever breaks. Yeah, but <laughs> this... This whole network is supported by donorships, uh, a lot like NPR. It functions off of that. We pay all the bills uh, by, you know, trying to put out good content and uh, and convincing you guys it's worth uh, paying a little something for. Um, and, you know, you chip into the network. You're not helping just us. You're helping all the shows you listen to. You can pick and choose which ones and, uh, and uh, you know, feel uh, not a little less guilty when uh, when you... When you're listening to the shows on the way to work, so uh, yeah, it's a good way to say thanks to to any of the shows that you appreciate. You'll climb better without <laughs> that guilty weight on your shoulders. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Is that why you're a sprinter, little guy? Yep, weighed down. And uh, well, dudes, once again, thanks to our supporters, Health IQ, and the members of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Let's get back to the show. So I got a sweet review. I got to read for right. you. Yeah. Oh, hey there, all you hosers. This is Manitoba Mike Vandenham from Canada, and uh, you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast, eh? So, enjoyable presentation of the good, bad, and odd cycling news. Five stars from Cat Like Rider. Had to finally write a review nice. since you finally recognize that recumbents deserve a wave, too. Now, <laughs> if only you recognize TDU as a real race... I will never understand bike racing by listening to the podcast, but your approach to presenting the segments brings a smile to my face. Greenway <laughs> stories are great. Little guy is the hope of the podcast? Question mark. Interesting. If that's all you have, good luck. <laughs> Guys, this, that is, this, that is this review has so much here. So wow, first off. Nice. They burn us all and then they burn me. Extra. <laughs> I think that last that's part so, definitely I, was the most true of the whole thing. I don't thing. know where I got burned in here, but... Um, okay. Here's the thing: is that Mm -hmm. they say they're happy that we finally recognize recumbents deserve a wave. I don't know. I don't remember a time when we said that recumbents don't deserve a wave. I think we've always just said, "Hey, it's they're a little goofy." We can kind of specified. I saw a tandem recumbent today with a with a fairing, and I waved. (laughs) Yeah, like you know, you still wave at the you still wave at the lawn chairs. Um, You know this. in Orlando, that's where they make cat trikes. Trikes are very popular mm-hmm. out here. The, um, you know, kind of like those little uh, lawn chair uh, tadpole things that are really close to the ground. They're made here, made in America. So there's lots of recumbents in the Orlando area. Yeah. And you always got to wave at them. But here's the thing. They say that, and then the next very next sentence, it says, now only if you recognize the tour down under as a real race. Mm-hmm. It's a training a little... camp. Yeah, you know. It just is. It's a training camp. It's like... Yeah, it's like a, a training ride with a timeline sprint at the end and, you know, some media. I don't know. I mean, it's fine. As probably prize list. I mean, that I really I really like this review. <laughs> I like that they're burning us, but they still give us five stars. It it's not a, like they had to yeah. sink to the level of giving us a one-star review. Um, <laughs> you know, like no, some others. I mean, that review itself gets five stars. That was a five-star review in more ways than one. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. They, well, I'd really they, like to quality. thank them. Quality burns, yes, I like it. Now, I love it. In um, other news, have you guys seen the helmets at the tour? Uh, like we yep. didn't talk Every about this got one. Oh my! There are some ugly like, are helmets. Are you talking this about year. just on the TT, or are you talking about road race? All of it. The the amount of arrow helmets and ping pong ball helmets that are taking over the tour it it is ridiculous. It's come on, guys! Yeah. Like it's been for a while, man. I don't know. I know, but. Some of these new helmets, I mean, it's... I gotta say, it's just I, kind of helmet? ugly. I, I know what you're saying, but, like, I think I've become numb to it. 
Yeah. I don't well, think I noticed. If you're going to have the aero helmet, though, why not do some crazy airbrush designs or no, go all out? that is a good like, point. It's a really good like, point. There it's are true. some helmets that look really good, right? Um, mm-hmm. I will say that the... Uh, uh, obviously, I'm privy to everything. I'm I'm, I'm fancy everything. Movie star. I love that new Abus helmet. The Arrow one, eh, not so much. But I like kind of the open one. I think the um, the Akoi helmet that uh, AG2R has with the blue um, contrasting foam underneath the white shell looks pretty good. It kind of yeah. But when you get to that, like the Juro synth. Like I don't like it's a combination of aero and ventilated. Like it doesn't. Why not just go all ventilated? Like, are you really saving that much time with an aero helmet? Probably Educate not. me. No, I don't think so. Do you guys think Garzelli is just mad every year as the helmets get more airbrushable, and yet no one's doing it? And he's just like, "Come on, probably." I would be. This is a golden age. It could be a golden age of Garzelli-ish airbrush helmets, but it's not, and it's probably driving him insane. Or the, he, was, he was a man ahead of his time. Yeah. How about the like that lemur or limer helmet that Direct Energy wears? That's got this weird, rare pointy thing at the back, and it kind of looks like an arrow helmet, but it's not. I... Like it, it just is. It's so strange. And then laser helmets was the first one. It's I remember that had the arrow shell where you could snap on the shell. Yeah. And now they've joined the crowd of the. With the helmets that have the sliding feature that can kind of come up and down to close down the vents to make it arrow. And it seems like that would be like an added weight penalty. Like, is there anything yeah, stopping, is there a foam. rule, but is there a rule stopping like a, um, a rider from going to the team car and swapping helmets? Well, like mid race, you're not supposed to take your helmet off. We've all heard that before. Yeah, but, oh, my glasses are stuck. I got to take it off. I got stung by a bee. Like, oh, can I swap out helmets? It just seems a little, Hmm. like, isn't it hot in there? That's a good point. I mean, on a long, flat stage, yeah, if you're a sprinter, it makes sense to just keep another one on for the first 150K and then go grab the aero helmet. Anyways. I don't know. Sorry, that was my Tim being a dad um, talk there. Some of the helmets just... They're just not doing it for me. They're a little too too arrow. Like I just I don't agree. Tim, that's that's a real hot take, buddy. That's that's <laughs> uh, that's some real garbage takes there. Those are good. That's good stuff. That's hey, all top I gotta of say the is that quality podcasting right there, buddy. The helmet mirror. It. The helmet mirror industry is gonna be eating it up because there's all of a sudden a heck of a lot more arrow helmets for them to stick those helmet mirrors on. That's true. That that I mean, that point is true. I I was hanging out by Lake Harriet yesterday, and every cool dude that rode up on a time trial bike with shorts on um, had a pretty sweet aero helmet. <laughs> oh, the horrified looks on your guys' faces right now. <laughs> well, I'm just like the qualifier of shorts on, um, like cut off jean they, shorts? No, no, like bib shorts, but not bibs. <laughs> <laughs> like they got the straps up. That way there could be just like a little bit of their back showing when they rode. Mm. That way, you know, that way the lower back tattoo can get seen so we had a um, <clears throat> we had a couple emails that came through uh josh chandler hits us up he says hey guys saw that saw on ebay that linsky had been selling a bunch of titanium frames for a very very cheap price really? i'm confused by this and was hoping that you could help by all okay. appearances these frames are legit but the price seems too good to be true are these yeah. for real is titanium still titanium if it's reasonably priced, does it make me a bad person if I buy a very inexpensive new frame and lower the market value of my friend's used frame that he's been trying to sell? If I'm not a <laughs> dentist, if I'm not a dentist, can I buy a cheap titanium frame? If yeah. I buy one, will that make me a dentist? Maybe a lawyer? <laughs> I'm all for a bicycle deal, but I'm worried that unforeseen consequences that may be lurking behind this one. Thanks for your help on this. Josh Chandler, yeah. Sandy, Utah. That's true. Well, like- how do you feel about teeth? Yeah. It sounds like a good deal, and and it looks like a good deal. I looked these up, and, and you know, I'm tempted, you know, to just pick one up on the cheap, right? Like, just like him. But you got to think about those those consequences, those unforeseen expenses that come up. Like, all of a sudden, yeah, you're going to start noticing, oh, the kids need some work done on the teeth. They're a little crooked. This one's a little, maybe got a mm-hmm. cavity. Um, you know, the wife might need a root canal all of a sudden. You're going to start noticing all these things, and you're going to start wanting to... Uh, you know, take care of it and charge the family and you're really going to run up the bills. And that bike is, uh, you know, it's going to become as expensive as it should be in the can long we, run. 
But what about more of this talk where he's saying he doesn't want to undervalue his friend who's trying to sell one used? That's a truly nice friend, but I mean, screw him. Come on. But is it what kind of Linsky's are we talking about? Are they the torsion frame, Spencer? They have like the twist. Because remember how Linsky had the yeah, uh, yeah, those are the twist. You like that? Yeah, it's wacky. Yeah, it is kind of wacky. He would like Do you think that. it makes it more vatic- or vertically compliant or laterally stiff? Mm. Like, is there a reason behind it? No, I don't think so. I just think they could. I, but if you get that and you get those old Boone twist cranks, oh my god, that'd be awesome. And the twist bottom bracket, you got to get the Boone twist bottom bracket, so you just know that your bottom bracket is twisted. I think I think if you get a stupid frame <laughs> like that, you should probably get the power cranks. The ones with the uh, each arm spins independently. Well, for training, but for racing, you put the right. boon twists. Now, <laughs> little guy, before yeah, yeah, you were yeah. talking about ugly accessories when we were in the podcast green room, is that yeah. the uh, is is that what you're getting at? Is the um, our power cranks? You're like they are by oh, far no. the ugliest of all accessories on a uh, bicycle because you don't need them and they no, just kind of droop funny. there. Well, they're funny. Maybe if you believe they work. I don't know if they work. They make you stronger. No, I was thinking, and I saw this because I was near one of the one of the lakes in Minneapolis this weekend, which is that uh, people that are probably often new to cycling, they, they want to listen to their tunes while they ride, but they don't have a jersey, or they have a jersey on, but they don't seem to understand that there's pockets in the jersey. So they get one of those strap things to put their phone on their arm. So they have this, mm-hmm. like giant samsung phone that takes up their entire bicep on their arm but then they're in the tuck but the phone is like blocking a bunch of wind sometimes yeah oh i thought maybe i thought that was a the requirement for like a hybrid rider it is but how come nobody tells these people it's the dumbest looking thing in the world you have like a you have a screen taped to your arm it's really dumb looking look guy they're 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 on tri bikes yeah so like <laughs> I think it's the damage has been done. Yeah, like how much yeah. worse could it get? I but just riding down the greenway I see so many of these giant phones. It's almost and it, the problem is it, it it's like people have phones that are too big to fit into their pockets. They're almost iPads. But then taping <laughs> it to your arm is not a good solution. It's really bizarre. Now, what I want to see, here's what I want to see, is I want to see someone on a tandem, and rather than tape the phone, have the phone strap in the arm, they just have it on a string around their neck so it hangs down onto their back so the person behind them can watch TV. So Goose back there can sit there and say, like, they're honest, Mav. Yeah, like their kid can be like, I want to watch, I want to watch Minions. (laughs) Like, Man, I can't wait to be a dad, Minions. It's going to be great. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to need to know about those. Things. Spencer, do you have any uh, ugly Kids? accessories no. that come to mind for you, like out there on the bikes? Uh, let me let me bring up the Google here and pull up your Facebook and some pictures of your bike oh, real quick. Oh, burn! Wow, wow, that's a sick. I don't burn. think I deserve that. That I don't. I don't even think I have that many accessories <laughs> or that that are that embarrassing. No, well, Spencer is going to make fun of the fact that you have two water bottle cages because he's a camel and he doesn't even <laughs> drink from his one water bottle cage. I, I put I think, the two cages, but I don't need both bottles. Yeah, Spencer, two, you would have thrived in the early 80s. two water bottle cages is okay in Florida. It was 95 degrees when I went out on my ride today. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I, I, I think Spencer would have thrived in the early 80s road race scene back when road bikes would often come with only one yeah. set of water bottle bosses. And that was like standard that you just ran one water bottle. I guess people didn't get thirsty back then on long rides. Spencer would have been totally fine. He would have been like, what's up? And me yep. and Tim would have been dehydrated dead on the side of the road 10 miles into every single race. But <laughs> Spencer would just be like, oh, this is great. Everybody, it's just me and three other camels sprinting for the win. Yep. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Well, we also born got... Um, we did uh, tweet it. It was a very popular tweet for us. Is that uh, Ian Stone hit us up with a uh, 3D printed banana hammock that uh, actually like combines with your bottle cage, so you can keep two bananas out of your non-Jersey pocket. Jen Krantz down in uh, Miami was uh, stoked to see this because no longer is she going to have to be staring at a banana coming out of the rear of uh, someone's shorts on A one A. She's going to go solution. right up. Um, Robert Silva hit us up and said, hello, gentlemen, regarding the LA bike shop close to downtown LA. Oh, all right. Sounds like it could be the bike oven at 3706 North Figueroa street. The guy who runs it it 
His name is Chicken Leather. Best that, Robert Silva. That sounds like a place that a little guy would have ended up in. Absolutely. It does. It does. You know, I actually spent a little time on like a Google map after that podcast the other day trying trying to figure out where I might have been, but I, I really don't know. I'm going to shout out I to hope. Robert Silva. He's, he wrote us that email without Comic awesome. Sans. It looked good. And he did exactly <laughs> what we wanted. He went out there and he's like, hey, I'm I'm in this area. He helped us out. So yeah, little guy, nice. maybe Thank you can um, do, do a little Google Street viewing, right? Yep. See if uh, it's Chicken Lather's store, and then maybe Robert Wait. can uh, go in there and uh, negotiate for you. Okay, bike oven. I'll I'll do some <laughs> some bike oven research. I like the name; it's pretty good. Um, that kind of rolls into this. I have a question for you, Tim. Yep, I'm here. Which is, oh, good. You're here. are you here? I'm ready. <laughs> what do you got? When you had a bike shop, so I was at um, a gas station today getting air for the car tires, and some people were trying to put air in their bike tires, mm-hmm. and they had. They had Presta valves, right? They so they the could. So they just well, they didn't have the adapter, right? And they were just deflating their tires. So they went, <laughs> so they did the thing that that I think everybody does when they first encounter Presta valves, unless they encounter it with like someone who teaches them about them. Like if you so just get a bike, spin it. Well, you figure it out, right? So they, I think the problem is, is a lot of people have never seen them. They they mess around with it. You unspin it. You're like, cool. I'm gonna get air now. Finally. Suddenly, you have no air. You just rode yeah. to the the corner store, you know. So, did you guys have a way of? Because you don't want to insult somebody. You don't want someone to come in and buy like a bike, and you're like, "Oh yeah, do you know how to use that valve?" And they're like, "Go to hell, dude! I'm not coming to your stupid shop. You're a jerk." How how did you? How did you suss out whether or not you needed to teach somebody how to use the Presta valve? And then, how did you know to like? Would you sell them an adapter? Would you sell them a pump? Or would you just kick in an adapter with every bike? I feel like shops should do that well, on great, shitty bikes. Great question. So when it depended on the uh, the bike that was being purchased, right? So a lot of times you would see individuals coming in with a bike that they had from somewhere else or whatever. And they're like, hey, I can't get air into this. Yeah, and then okay. you would get them the adapter. But whenever you sold the new bike um, to an individual that had a Presta, and you kind of uh, – you know, sadly, but you you ballpark the purchase of the bike, right? If it's a yeah two thousand dollar or more bike, and it's someone that I mean, at our bike shop, we knew who the riders were that were buying those, so you kind of figured that they knew what was going on. <laughs> but anything cheaper, you would say like, okay, let's go through your flat kit. You need this, yeah. this, and this, and this is the adapter that you screw mm-hmm. onto your um, so, Presta valve to make it a Schrader. So you can so kind you, of you can you do it in a very nonchalant way. So you would try to like. At least you don't sell the flat kit, and then off, usually off. you would throw right. in the adapter because that adapter yeah. piece is like a dollar. So you'd yeah. be like, hey, I'm going to put this in here. So if you ever need to go to a gas station pump, you can just put this on the top, and then you're good. Yeah. I've never considered that before, little guy. This is like some bike shop etiquette stuff that is on a level that I'm sure a lot of people don't think about. Like This is like, this is like first date level like, yeah. tactics. You know what I mean? Because you don't like, want to be insulting, but also you don't want them to leave and then have a flat yeah, tire like, and just be like, "I'm never going to ride this bike again." I don't know what yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, You you don't you got to read the room, right? You can't ask them mm-hmm. to dinner and a movie if if it's like a, a lunch date kind of situation. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. let's get coffee. Uh, you know, you don't want to say, "Oh, I'll take you out to the fanciest restaurant in town." Like, it's you got to walk a fine line. You don't want to insult people yeah. either direction. Mm-hmm. Is, but you uh, want to give them the impro- I, I I do I like the flat kit thing, Tim, because these folks at the gas station, like they, I was just watching them like deflate their tires, and no. I was like, I wanted to use it to pump up the tires on my car, but um, <laughs> so so I was like, hey, you know, you're never gonna get air into that, <laughs> and okay, I was like, uh, I had my I, hand pump, so okay, I gave my I hand pump say, to use. You must have had a pump with you, so yeah, I think that this is a. Uh, uh, today on the group ride I was on, the the leader of the team who had gotten dropped by his team because they just <laughs> – it was carnage out there on the side of the road, had a flat tire. And then mm-hmm. we get to the uh, gas station and he takes out a hand pump to to pump up after the uh, the cartridge only you know maybe got him to like 90 PSI. But he ended up like letting out more air than putting in. Yeah. And that's always – it's kind of amusing when you're trying to get the pump to work, especially those little like hand pumps – Mm-hmm. And you're trying to like get it at the right angle, and you're like pump a couple times, and then it's like, pssst, and you're like, oh wait, did I let out more than I just put in? It's yeah, yeah. But, I didn't um, feel. I kind of felt 
my my pump has too many knobs and doodads on it, and I do feel like whenever I <laughs> hand it to someone, they're just like, "What the hell is this thing?" Um, what about those but, pumps but, that those pumps that have the uh, the power charger thing? Have you seen those? Like you what? you load up the canister. And so, and then you can use it to create your tubeless tires. Like if you want to get the seal, so it blasts like a compressor sized uh, amount of air. I hadn't seen that because I don't run tubeless. So it's not a a thing I've ever had to consider. Yeah, but that makes sense because you have to see, you got to seat it. I just, these people today were just like, they, they had never heard of the little adapter thing. And I was just like, man, just, there's a bike shop like five blocks away. (laughs) I guarantee they'll sell you one of those for like a dollar, you know, and then you'll be good. But what bike shop? It was bikes and pieces because I was um, I was on forty. Okay. They, they, they charge a dollar. There's some other stores in Minneapolis probably like six dollars. Well, yeah, I wasn't by Flanders. Like, well, take around and back. I think we got a Thai one back there somewhere. <laughs> it's super light. It was made by uh, yeah. old man Serata. But it does feel like a thing if you're selling a bike that's like I don't know less than a couple hundred bucks or whatever. Like this was an SE draft, right? That thing yep. shouldn't even come. That should come with, with straight pumps. Yeah. 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 But anyway. Um, another email from Jordan Cullen, longtime listener. Hey, dudes. Hope you're st- hope all of you are still killing it in your respective locales around the U.S. I loved your draft episode a few weeks back. I'm surprised the now defunct Opus series didn't even make the first round. Yeah. Anyways. Pretty sweet, Jordan. Anyways, uh, on to my question. This past week at the North Star Grand Prix, as you know, at the Mankato Road Race, I was able to make it into the break with a handful of other guys. <laughs> Wow, Jordan, don't trip <laughs> over that down there as you're walking by. <laughs> yes, Jordan, we know that you were in the break at a professional bike race. One of whom was 1997 Junior National Cyclocross Champion and former Team Sky member Danny Pate. While yeah. the rest of us were in the break, while the rest of the r- break was rotating through smoothly to keep it going, Pate was on the back just minding his own business and gatekeeping. Seeing as I had grown up watching Pate kill it all across Europe and the U.S., I really wanted to go back and give him a quick, hey, Mr. Pate, big fan. Keep it up. (laughs) However, I'm interested to know if you guys think that would have been a big goober move or if I should have gone for it. I look forward to hearing Uh, your old thoughts. Regards, Jordan. I think it would have been pretty sweet, but that's got to be weird, right? Yeah, it's cool. I don't know if I would have went back and said, like, good well, I guess good job. Keep it up. That's kind of hilarious. Like, especially if the guys are sitting on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's there's some dual meaning there for sure. Like, I, I yeah. actually honestly mean this, but also, why don't come you on. do a little work here? <laughs> yeah, Jordan, you should have come back and just kind of flapped the arm around very like Euro style and just gesticulated a lot at him and just kind of gave him a hard mm-hmm. time. But I mean, you could have like, understood hey, that. Hey, Big man, fan. Like, you were work together. It. You can get it to the finish. Mm-hmm. Well, like, you were smashing the uh, the Maniunk wall in Philly when I was, like, in diapers. Come on. Like, let's let's rotate through here a little bit. Like, I know you're, you know, you might be an hey, old I... man, but you still got some power. Hey, Mr. Pate, big fan, I know you're no longer in the Pro Tour, and in the Pro Tour, <laughs> you would have a guy doing this, and now you're just at the North Star Grand Prix, which, by the way, I'm in the breakaway with you. Like, <laughs> so do you think maybe so- you could do a little bit of work here? I think so you should have went that. So started insulting the guy. I have some experience with this situation. And I, I can okay. I can I'm gonna relay this story to you. You guys might not believe it, but I, I do know. have yeah, experience. I'm a, little, a little confused how you could, but okay, let's hear it. So there was a local race in Minnesota, the little guy you were in with me. It was a one two three race. Uh okay. I think it was at the time called the Spunk Lake Road Race or something. Um and I actually ended up in a breakaway off the front on the last lap with uh, at least one other local rider and Jordan Cullen. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah. at the but time... Jordan was a dream. <laughs> yeah, good. At the time, Jordan Cullen was kind of a, of a hot shot in the local scene. And was he, like, 13 at this time? No, no, he was, I don't know, 16, 15. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> He's sandbagging. <laughs> He was totally no, this, is, this was when he was still. Uh, this is when he was on Flanders, and uh, and and he was on the upward trajectory still, and uh, didn't become a lazy college student yet. Um, but uh, I got I got in the break with him, and uh, I think Big Blondie, and I don't remember if there was another guy there or not, but it was a strong break, and I was like, Jordan's been winning everything. 
this break could go to the line. What am I doing here? And uh, at the same, t- <laughs> but both of those guys didn't want to work. <laughs> I think because <laughs> they maybe, were looking at you, and they were like, "Oh, no, we get some dead weight." <laughs> I think they weren't looking at me. I think they were looking at each other, like, mm, mm-hmm. "I don't know about this guy." And then, I, so I got to the front and was like trying to motivate everybody, and I wasn't really <laughs> doing anything because you know, I was I wasn't very motivational, maybe. But I uh, I was excited to be there. I was a little bit starstruck. <laughs> And uh, and I did not say anything like, "You guys are you guys are so good!" Like, what? Come on! <laughs> I you think that work. You I think Jordan should have done that. Like, you should have yeah. said that to you. Hey man, I keep it like, up, Spencer. You're doing great. You're in the break with me. Right? Like, <laughs> maybe the responsibility isn't Jordan's. Maybe the responsibility there was Danny Pates just to notice, like, "Hey, this kid. You know, hey bud, you're doing all right. I'm here. You're here." We can get this done. Just give it a little more stick next poll. <laughs> do you think the problem? Do you think the problem is that Jordan is just too nice? Like, what if Jordan had the attitude of like a uh, a Talansky, right? Like a bulldog, and he would have went up to him and be like, "You need to <laughs> like work now, Danny. I've watched you. I know you can do it. You've been in the world tour." I'm pretty sure Danny would have put him into the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a that's a tough year for Danny Pate than if every time he gets in any move. Um, everyone's like, hey, come on, dude. I know you can. You were in the <laughs> world tour. And he's like, oh, geez, this world tour thing's really kicking me in the butt now. <laughs> yep. yep. Well, uh, dudes. I think, Jordan, I, you should have just attacked, man. You should have just said, this, you should have rolled to the back and then sat on Pate for like a couple turns yes. and then just this took is, a huge dig. But absolutely. When you started to go, Look, just take one second to look dead over at Danny Pate. Yeah, dead in the eye and just, just make like sure he Cobra. knows that you're not attacking anybody else in that move. You're attacking him. <laughs> Absolutely. That is the answer. He'll well, remember. Like, He'll like come up thank, and talk to you after the race. <laughs> like to thank Jordan for that sweet email. And uh, Robert, Ian, and Josh also emailing us. Feel free to always email us. We love hearing from our listeners. The Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com. We'll give you all the advice that you could possibly want. On cycling uh, news and uh, how, how oh. to look cool out there. Can I preempt this? Jordan, if you wouldn't mind, maybe I'm going to do the south side in a couple of weeks. Could you maybe just take a little easy? I haven't done a lot of crits yet this year. I've done none. And I'd like to finish. So maybe not, you know, rip it apart like you did last year. Hello, guys. Thanks. How about this? Why don't you find Jordan before the race and just uh, work out what lap you guys are going to go off the front and get in a break? Oh, that would be awesome if I had the legs for it, but I do not have the legs well, for Well, Jordan, go early, because the little guy won't last too long. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jordan, let's attack on the second lap, just for a little bit. No, little guy, why don't you get dropped when Jordan, when Jordan attacks, and then when he's lapping the field, that's when you jump back on. Yeah, that's And then it's like, hey, we're working together. I'd rather, like he attacks and i latch on for like a half lap and people are like whoa little guys whoa he's really doing good and then i just like pop off float back to the group and try to hide there but probably get dropped and just slink away home and with that we'd like to thank you for listening to the 161st episode of the slow ride podcast you can find us on twitter and instagram at the slow ride pod you can also email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com we love hearing from you we'd also like to thank um, BK1 of Rhyme Series Entertainment for his intro and outro music and the Wide Angle Podium Network subscribers and members for supporting us and Health IQ. Go find out more and how to save money on your life insurance at healthiq.com slash slowride. This is Tim in Orlando. Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Boston. Uh, reminding you to always wave your fellow spandex clad wearing nerds that you see out on the road, even if they're on a recumbent, even if they're on a trike, even if they're on a f- fat bike. What about power cranks? Even if they have power cranks. Oh, God. One of these days I'm going to wave at Hincappy. I know it. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.
Everybody. I don't have many. <laughs> Tim. Tim, are you frozen? Tim. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I messed up there. <laughs> I don't know what... I was, I was trying to play it off like I was frozen because I didn't know what to do, all right? <laughs> you did a really good job. What am I... I'm sorry. What Spencer, I, not, I don't do this on purpose. <laughs> don't get mad at me. That was hilarious. I fucked up too, Spencer. <sighs> that was really funny, Tim. <laughs> yeah, I, was trying. I really thought you were frozen. That was really good. <laughs>